This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Tuesday's edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. The countdown to the final major of 2023 continues with the US Open starting next Monday with the final event, the Winston-Salem in North Carolina. And looking ahead to today's second round matches with me is Sean Calvert, our senior ATB Tour handicapper here on App Because We Win. Sean, good morning to you, sir. It's uh, morning. Very, very difficult time of year for us, isn't it, over here in England? And we're previewing matches that uh, this afternoon in America. We don't have the order of play for the following day. So uh, we have to go up pretty early here and get the matches in because some of them start 2 o'clock Eastern time. Bit of a tricky time, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same when, you, when, you've, when you've always got one tournament. Um, even It doesn't really matter where it is, even if it was in, in, in Britain, really. We, we don't know the matches for the next day until the, till the previous day. So we don't know Wednesday's matches now until um, very, very late tonight. Uh, UK time or even re- relatively late, late US time so we haven't got that one day that we have in in some of the bigger tournaments or, or sometimes when we've got two or three tournaments in a week we've got we can sort of pick and choose because some tournaments are ahead of others um, and you've always got uh, you know several matches at least sort of five six seven matches to to look about look at the the day following um, obviously we don't have that because the, the tennis just comes thick and fast this time of year it's you know you win a match you're playing again the next day Obviously, you don't get that in majors. We have a lot more time on our hands in majors, but um, in this particular week, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just quick fire stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly, quick fire stuff, and it's going to be quick fire stuff this week. Uh, we're back tomorrow with a podcast with myself and Sean. On Friday, we'll know the draw for the men's singles at the uh, US Open, and we'll be talking about that on Friday's show, a special uh, looking at the tournament winner. And on Saturday, we're looking at the best of the first round matches as well. So a busy schedule this week, and this time next week, I'll be up in thirty thousand, two thousand feet in the air. Sipping on some champagne, traveling over to New York, Sean. You will, yeah, and I'll be there a few days later. I won't be sipping on champagne, obviously. Carver, no, no, no. um, Carver. I don't drink on flights. I never ever drink alcohol on flights, ever. No, it just it just makes me just not that I don't or wouldn't enjoy it. It just makes me too dehydrated. I get to the to the destination and I, I need about nine pints of water. It it doesn't really work for me, unfortunately. You've got to you've got to be sipping the old champers when you're up there, chilling out. Enjoying you're probably in business class or something. I'm you know I'm sat in the back with um you know all sorts. I'm actually <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm not going to tell you anyway. Um, exactly, the, exactly. The, the the tennis actually. So, but before we go on to the uh, this week's tournament, we've got to talk about the final in Cincinnati, the, the Novak Djokovic match yeah. against Carlos Alcaraz. We both sat here and said Alcaraz was probably a bit of value from your point of view. I said, do you think they'll jack it in after the second set? <laughs> Wow, what a match that was. Incredible level of tennis. Did you, I don't know if you watched it. I didn't I watch did. it live, but I watched it the next day. What an amazing match that was. Yeah, I watched the replay as well. It's uh, doing other things with Winston-Salem and whatnot, and it was, it was pretty late as well, wasn't it, for, for us? But yeah, I watched the replay. Um, you know, what can you say about that? What was it three hours, 49 minutes? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I think they were both putting the effort in. I just about think they they you know they they deserve their paycheck. I think after that one, um, you know, Alcaraz had it, didn't he? Um, you know, I said if you were betting in that one, Alcaraz is perhaps the, the value play, and you know, it looked like that was gonna that was gonna collect. What was he setting a break up? Um, a very very swingy match. You know, they they obviously have it have this rivalry going already, don't they? Which is which is great for for the sport, really. Djokovic still gone slinging away at 36 <clears throat> excuse me years of age and um Alcaraz not gonna not gonna um give up either he had that cramp didn't he on his hand sorry excuse me <clears throat> that's all right voice is a bit dodgy this morning um yeah cramp in his hand late on didn't he, he couldn't couldn't hit a forehand at one stage so that you know a, a Djokovic looked like he was gonna give up sort of physically as well earlier on that you know that match had everything didn't it, it was great what 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 a treat that was for the for the Mason Ohio uh, patrons. Great mm. stuff. Um, no surprise really to see that both of them have shortened in the betting for the US Open on the back of that. I mean, how can anybody else on the tour live with that when that was at the top of the level? They were just so good. They were so better than anything else on the tour. And it's no surprise to see Djokovic now the favourite, plus 135 to win the US Open. And Carlos Alcaraz is plus 160 to defend his title. Then you've got the usual suspects behind them. But those two taken up a huge percentage of the book. That is probably, what's that, 30, 42, 38? That's about 78% of the book. So it's saying it's minus $4 that Novak Djokovic or Carlos Alcaraz will win the US Open. And when you see the performance, what they did in that match there, it's very, very hard to disagree with uh, Bet Rivers on that one. Okay, mm -hmm. that's all coming. That's all going to come next week. So new action starts in New York. The coverage here on the men's and the women's. Roy Girani back from his holidays is all going to be on the build-up starting from Friday. So this is the home of the US Open. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and get all the latest awesome. Get, hit that bell button. So hit the subscribe button and the bell will ring when all the content drops. So that's all to look forward to. This here about here and now, though, we're all about Winston-Salem, the grand Winston-Salem. You know, don't worry about the, the US Open, the flushing matter. This is what it's all about now. You're only as good as your last bet, and a winner's a winner. doesn't matter where it is, and Winston-Salem's where we concentrate today. Let's have a look at the outright market before we talk about the match. A great time to talk about the outright market. It's a very open field, not like the US Open. Sebastian Corder is the favourite at $7. Borna Korik is $7.50. Emil Ruzavoro is 11 Nakashima is 11 Jack Draper, 12 uh, R4 Thiel's 12, Rigsport 14, Max Purcell 14, and two of our uh, picks are still in the tournament, Giron at 20 and Kopfer at 28 to 1. We lost one, Safalin, but what did you make of our other picks? Um, you know, Giron hasn't played yet, but Kopfer come through, didn't he? What do you think of uh, his performance? Well, he had to do it the hard way, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Save a couple of match points, 7-6 in the third. I have had tournaments like this before, actually, where the, the guys started off really slowly and looked like he was going to lose the opening round match and they save a couple of match points and they've gone on to win a tournament. That's, that's happened a few times. Hopefully that's a, a good omen. Um, you know, Copley can only improve for that. Copley, his, his next round is, is against a lucky loser now, isn't it? Um, Altmaier, his fellow German Altmaier pulled out. Now he's facing um, a lucky loser also from Germany who he should, you know, assuming he's not absolutely shattered after that match um, against uh, Lestier and assuming he's, he's, got the physicality which i think he probably has um he should get through that one but that he's you know he's in that fourth quarter which is which is you know difficult but you know it's certainly doable for him obviously Giron hasn't played yet uh Safran was a, a very surprised loser there's a couple of uh, shock results really i know you always get some peculiar results at winston-salem but juan mandel juan manuel serendola won a hard court beating Safran, and similarly diaz acosta beating halice on a hard court you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought that was likely at all, really. But 
both of those things happen. I think, as I said before, it's not that quick here at Winston-Salem. I think the humidity as well um, is perhaps slowing the balls down a bit. It doesn't, again, it doesn't look, doesn't look fast, this court. It never, it never really has. It's sort of 78% holes. It's not, it's not quick. So there's something in it for everybody. I think the conditions are probably good for Kopfer as well, because he, he got all the way to the final set of the semi-final, didn't he? In very, very hot conditions in, in Los Cabos. And he's shown again yesterday that he can, he can handle the heat. It's going to be 33 again today, 36 on Friday. So when the quarterfinals come, we're going to see who really wants to win this tournament because they're going to be playing in 36 degree heat, you know, two or three days before a major. So, you know, who wants it? That's the question. That is the question. I think you're going to see a lot of retirements again. It's been the common theme over the last couple of weeks, lots of retirements in the men's and the women's tour as well. And I think if the, when that heat gets going, and the, I think a lot of them were thinking about the, the action that the US Open with some big money to and points to, to gain at uh, Flushing Meadows. So uh, retirements are in, I think there's going to be a lot of them uh, in, in the heat of the next few days. Um, let's look at the action today. The first match we're going to talk about is two o'clock start. Head to the Bet Rivers website. The action starts from 2 p.m. in North Carolina. There's a few matches that start at two o'clock, but the first match we're going to talk about is Artur Fields against Nakashima. Uh, the French young Frenchman, who's a very talented player, is plus 102. Nakashima, in front of his home American crowd, is the favourite here at minus 127. The spread is one and a half. Fields uh, gets the start, plus one and a half, minus 130. And the total here is very high at 23 and a half. They have met once before in 20, this year in Lyon, the tournament where I bet Arsenal Fields to win the tournament. He won the tournament. Uh, this was a long match when they played. 7-5-4-6-7-6 to Fields in the final set. And Artur Fields won that tournament, and that was the week before the French Open. So mm -hmm. for a young player, um, he's on the radar to win this tournament again because he wants to win tournaments rather than go into the to the to a US Open and bow out in round one or round two. Yeah, he definitely does. He 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 said in the one of the quotes that I read earlier on this morning, actually, he's desperate. Well, not desperate, but very, very keen to win to win this tournament and, and the sort of reason he gave was, you know, he wants more experience. He he referenced that Leon um, tournament. He he said exactly what you just said there. You know, it was a week before a major. Didn't bother him because he wanted the, the matches and he wants the matches now. Um, we cashed, didn't we, on Nakashima? Um, overs, wasn't it? Or overs or tiebreak played both. They, they both cashed, so whatever, in his last match. And he continues to play tiebreaks, Nakashima. You know, he's now played a tiebreak in his last 10 matches in a row. And 18 of the 26 main level matches he's played in 2023, that's 69% of his main level matches this season on all surfaces, that includes clay, um, have featured a tiebreak. So that if you're saying that 69% of his matches have a tiebreak, that that converts to um, odds of 1.45 minus 223, that there's going to be a tiebreak in his match if you're just doing it on that. And obviously his last 10 in a row have been tiebreaks as well. Um so I'm happy to take odds at 1.98 minus 102. There'll be a tiebreak in this match. That the match, as you said, they played in Leon on the clay. That went to a final set tiebreak. Um, and again, it's it's been a running theme that I've mentioned a few times. Nakashima on break points has been very very poor this season. In that Leon match, he only took three of his 12 break point chances. Nakashima, Feast took three of four, and that's what won him the match. It's just Nakashima again, not just unable to break serve just doesn't doesn't take his chances so um these two i think they're very similar level um similarish sort of games the, the leon match showed how sort of closely matched they are i'm more than happy to take odds of 1.98 on a tiebreak in this match yep over uh half a tiebreak so a tiebreak in the match american odds is minus 103 if you want to go for the first set to be a tiebreak you get a little bit more 
for your money there. You get plus 290. But um, that's the way that Sean likes it. A tie break in the first match here. We're swinging about Arsenal Fields against Nakashima in a very, very evenly matched uh, game. Uh, let's have a look at the next match. We're going to talk about Scott. Uh, Scott keep saying Scott Draper. Jack Draper. I've started doing that as well. Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> this is cra- uh, Jack Draper. Here, he made a comeback, a winning comeback. Uh, but he's got a tough opponent here in uh, Creekspore. Uh, I think this is a difficult match to call. For the layers, it's minus 114 for Draper, minus 109 Greeksport. The total game's again very high at 23 and a half. Uh, Draper did win his match against Borges, but uh, Greeksport is a recent finalist in Washington here. So this looks uh, a tricky match. I'll come on to some spreads, uh, some props in a minute, but there's uh, about 29 different markets on this match. Uh, Draper, I mean, he's someone that we've been talking about as a talent who's going to go big in the game. People are talking about as a top 20 player, maybe even top 10 here. Troubles with injuries for a young age, which does concern me, everybody. Played well in his comeback, but this is a big step up against a, a, a dangerous opponent and the number two seed here. Um, do you make Draper the favourite? I'm not convinced he should be the favourite for this match. I think this is, as you said, I think this is a very, very tough match to call. Again, I like the, the side markets here rather than the money line. We don't know how Draper's going to shape up ever, really. Um, we didn't know how he was going to shape up against Borges. I thought that match might go long because of the of the level that Draper showed last week in Winnipeg, which which wasn't great, you know, at all. Um I did say that Borges doesn't go well against power players and uh, that that certainly seemed to be the case again. But I wasn't expecting Draper to play as well as he did. He you know he looked very, very good against Borges. I'm not convinced about Greek Spore against left handers. Um I've got some stats here which are, are very interesting. If you look at Greek Spore in his last fifty main level matches away from Clay against all opponents, that's left handers and right handers. His service points, one return points, one total is 100, and he plays 0.22 tie breaks per set. If you isolate matches against left-handers, that that total drops to 99, and the tie breaks per set doubles to 0. almost doubles to 0.43. Plays an awful lot of tie breaks against left-handers. Isn't doesn't seem to be able to to break them as often as he can against right-handers. Five of his last seven matches against left-handers have featured at least one tie break. Um, He's held serve 90% of the time, but only break serve 12% of the time. So there's a, a clear set of statistics here that suggests that Greek Spore isn't at his best against left-handers. Um, certainly isn't as effective at breaking serve anyway, but still as effective in holding serve. So if I was betting in this, I think the money line's difficult because we don't we don't know if Draper's going to carry on at that level or you know how his body's feeling. Greek Spore obviously hasn't played a match yet in this tournament. Is he Greek spore up to it in the in the real heat? That uh, you would say probably because you know he won Pune. Um, you can you can argue the same thing about Jack Draper, couldn't you? Given the yes. fact he's had a lot of injury time, there's a lot of unknowns about these two players at the moment. You know, yeah, Draper in in Australia earlier on this year was it this year he played Nadal? Yeah, he played yeah. Nadal. And he struggled in the heat, didn't he? There. Um, so yeah, both of them perhaps questionable. But as I say, Greek spore won Pune, so. Maybe slight advantage to him on that, but I think the money line's difficult. Um, to say if I was betting in this match, I'd take um, I think it was a shade of odds against 2.02 plus 102 of Bet Rivers over half a tie break in this match. Yeah, over half a tie break currently on the Bet Rivers website is plus 102. Sean Calvert hasn't got his, got his money down yet, so make sure you get that plus 102 before he gets his money down. Uh, there's 29 different markets available on the Bet Rivers website on this match. 
a whole host of props. Um, and we say the total games here is 23 and a half, another very high total. And given the conditions, you, you couldn't disagree with that. And then remember, if you do place a bet on the Bet Rivers website, you can live stream the match. You can watch it from your tablet or your laptop, wherever you want to watch, or your mobile phone to be able to watch that game, which starts at 3.20 Eastern time today, Tuesday. All these matches are today. So don't wait, don't hesitate. Get your bets down uh, before it's too late. That's a rhyme. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Get your bets down before it's too late. What about that? Use that again. Write that one down. I'm natural. I'm like Noel Gallagher. The Noel Gallagher of the... I'm writing writing rhymes. Not seeing that many similarities between you and Noel Gallagher. Hey, calm down, mate. Uh, Anyway, uh, let's go on to the next match. There's a big outsider. Someone who I actually didn't know any, hardly anything about. I had to look up a, a little bit about this opponent. It's Kumar up against Botto van der Sandship. Um, but if, well, we know a lot about Botto van der Sandship, but we don't really know much about his opponent. He's a 21-year-old uh, American. Omni Kumar, ranked 385 in the world. He's plus 450 to win this match with Bet Rivers. Minus 625 for Botic van der Sandship. Five and a half is the spread. Kumar is a heavy favourite on that, minus 141. And the total is 20 and a half. But the one thing I do know... Is Botic van der Sandrup is in some shocking form. Um, he hasn't won a match. I think he's won one match at Wimbledon in the first round since Munich in April. Absolutely dreadful run of form. Uh, been beaten by some opponents that you would expect him to win fairly easily. He has got beaten the first round at uh, French Open as a very, very heavy favourite. Um, so I'm judging by the reason that you want to talk about this match is you, you fancy a bit of uh, getting with Kumar in some kind of level. Um, there has been some support for the underdog. He's now 450 from an opening 475. Um, tell me a little bit more about Omni Kumar. Don't know that much more about him than you do, because oh. I've seen him play a few times. Um, this this uh, this hardcore swing, um, left hander, um, not not the tallest, but it's you know his serve is is decent. Um, I watched a little bit of him um, yesterday. I think, uh, let me have a look at the stats. Yeah, he, he beat Rinder Kinesh, um in straight sets and he, he only landed 44% of first serves. I mean, Rinder Kinesh was maybe a little bit below par. He had um, strapping on, I think it was his left calf, I remember rightly. Um, so potentially Rinder Kinesh not, not fully fit. But Rinder Kinesh has struggled against left-handers recently. So maybe not a, a massive surprise. But, you know, Kumar hasn't really shown a great level so far. Ilya Marchenko beat him in, in qualies here. Um, I th- this one really is just about motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, how motivated, not motivation and sort of fitness as well. You know, how motivated is Van der Zanschel? Yeah, he made the semifinals here last year, incidentally, but he lost very tamely in the semis. I think he was 6-love, six 6-4 six to, to Manorino in the semifinals last year. I think he was number two seed as well. As you say, he's not played against, not played since Wimbledon. The only match he's played was one Bundesliga match on clay, which was about a month ago, and that's because of an ankle injury that he's been carrying for some time. What what interests me here is the fact that I've seen Van der Zanskop on many many occasions start his matches really slow, really sluggish, doesn't sort of get going until much later. Sometimes he just you know he needs looks like he needs a rocket to to just get him going. He just it doesn't seem to really have the the adrenaline at the start of matches. As you said, he's won one match since capitulating in that Munich final, which was in April. Uh, the one match he won was was when I had Zhang at Wimbledon. He, he ended up winning that in five sets, um, Van der Zanskop. Um, You know, Kumar's loving it. He's absolutely loving it. He's back in as a lucky, lucky loser. He said after his match, I love the state and I love these courts. 
you know, it's not something you ever you're ever likely to hear Van der Zandskop say, isn't it? It doesn't look like he really loves anything in particularly. Um, obviously, they've never met before, so Van der Zandskop's not going to know what to expect. Obviously, you would expect Van der Zandskop to be rusty here. Yes, he's the better better tennis player, but is he the better tennis player at the moment? Um, questionable, I would say. Uh, I took three point eight earlier on with Bet Rivers about Kumar winning the opening set. I think that's probably the play. I mean, it's you wouldn't expect him to win over the over three sets against Van der Zandskop, but you know this isn't this isn't a peak Van der Zandskop, is it? It's a, it's a coming back from injured and you know mentally drained after that. Still after that um, Munich capitulation. I've seen Bosic van der Sandra probably three times this year uh, on my travels, and I've never seen him win a match. And but the one thing I've I have noticed with Bosic van der Sandra as well is that he's very pale skin, isn't he? He's not he, he, he's he's and he struggles under the heat. Trust me, I saw him completely wilt against Ruzavori in Miami. Uh, Ruzavori is not great in the heat either. Yeah, and he we, van der Sandra lost uh, won the first set. Look, cruising in the second was a break up, and then just completely fell apart. He got beat by Avashka and in uh, Indian Wells, where also it was heat, and he, he retired from that match as well. And I saw him lose to Rublev in Dubai as well. And um, I wouldn't trust him if if the conditions were really hot. Really wouldn't. I don't think. He, I think he's probably more. It's warm. a night match. This so it might be. It might be. It might be. But I think that's, cool, that's but it's still going to be warm and humid. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, don't, I wouldn't trust his body. He's, he's very big. He's very gangly, isn't he? And, he, and he's very tall and very gangly. Just he looks that, lethargic I'm, at the best of times, yeah. even if it's not. Even if the conditions are absolutely fine, it's like 20 degrees in Eastbourne or something. He still looks like he's had to be dragged onto the court and forced into playing. Um, you know, his body language is, is probably the worst on the tour for me. He, he, he always looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. Um, saying something. Saying but, there's a lot of people who don't have body but, language. But there are. His is, his, he just looks like he doesn't want to be there at, no. at, pretty much all the time. Um you know that, that it, it, you could look at it the other way. The, the break might have done him good. This ankle injury might actually come at a good time for him because obviously he's had he's had sort of mental issues on the court since this since that Munich final, hasn't he? Which, which was a you know such a bad capitulation. And maybe the break will have refreshed him and it'll do him good and he'll come back here fresh as a daisy and, and sort of go through this match easily. But not sure. I, I'm perfectly happy to take those odds. Three point eight about. Um, a very, very, very motivated Kumar um, to win the first set. Yep, there's the bet from Sean Kumar to win the first set. He's plus 450 to win on the money line. But he found the champ at minus 625 to win that. Just uh, maybe a big question mark over the Dutchman in the heat and uh, on his fitness and on his form coming into it. So could be a big afternoon or a big that evening. 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time the match starts for young Kumar. The final match we're going to talk about is Ruzavori against Purcell. It's 2 p.m. So it's another early start here. Ruzavori is minus 162. Purcell is plus 130. Ruzavori leads the head-to-head 2-0. Um, on the spread, it's 2.5. Ruzavori giving up 2.5 minus 105. Purcell plus 2.5 minus 121. The total is 22.5 here with um, very similar prices. Over minus 117, under minus 109. Purcell reached the quarterfinals in Cincinnati and he's played an awful lot of tennis. Uh, I would think that plus 130 I'd probably want to get with Purcell here, but the fact that he did so well last week in Cincinnati and the fact that he's played a lot of tennis does give me a little bit of doubt. Um, what's your thoughts on this one, Sean? Yeah, I think he'll probably want to keep playing because he had that, he was another one that had a bad ankle injury as well as Van der Zanskop. You know, it, it kept him out for quite some time, so he should have something left in the tank. And I think from his point of view, he's he's riding a wave at the moment, isn't he? 
Mm. Um, since that, since he's actually got over that that foot and ankle injury, whichever it was, you know, he's gone from losing in straight sets to 41-year-old Feliciano Lopez in Mallorca to almost beating Alcaraz in a Masters 1000 quarterfinal in the, in the space of a couple of months. I mean, it's it's remarkable, isn't it? What the level he's produced in the last sort of month or so can, compared to what he'd, he'd done before. I know he was struggling with injuries, foot injuries and stuff, but even before all those injuries, he wasn't really at this level. Um, if you look at the, the stats for this season at main level and outdoor hard, uh, the service points won and return points won totals are exactly the same, both on 101. So nothing to choose on that. If you go in just on that and on the basis of Purcell's excellent form recently and the fact that he's going to be on a high, really, you would think after after how he played in in Cincinnati. Um, if you go in just on that, then you would you would certainly be tempted to back Purcell at, at odds against. But you know the head to head isn't isn't great. They've, they've played twice. Rusevori's won them both, and that it, it's quite a significant advantage to Rusevori in terms of the service points won, return points won totals one hundred and thirteen to eighty seven, which is a overwhelmingly in in favour of. Um, Rusevori. One of those was played in, I think it was in Astana. It's a really uh, nurse sultan, whichever you want to call it. Um, that's a slow indoor hardcore. Wouldn't certainly wouldn't suit Purcell. Um, closer in Melbourne. Um, almost took it to five sets. Purcell when they played in Melbourne, I think it was the start of this season. Uh, but the the price is, I don't know, it's just a bit short for me. He was a, he was a three point two one plus two twenty one chance Purcell when he played Rusevori in Melbourne. And when they played in that Nurse Sultan match, he was 5.23, so pl- plus 423. Now you're getting, what, plus plus 130, something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's a, it's a lean for me. I think Purcell, I'm, I am on the basis of the form that he showed. Rusevori hasn't hasn't shown fabulous form. He won a very, very scrappy match against Rublev, didn't he? That was the one we talked about, at 100, 135 unforced errors or whatever it was in it um, last week. So... Not, not overwhelming form from Rusevori. I'm, I am tempted with Purcell, but I think the price is just slightly too short for me. Yeah, plus one thirty is putting me off as well. I just think he's played a lot of tennis and the higher of that quarterfinal at Cincinnati, then obviously coming back to to this much here with a bit of with an with an opponent that is erratic. You don't really know with Rusevori how he's going to turn up. So interesting ones there. So the official plays, Sean. What is our official picks? The ones that we keep on the records for our picks. What are we going to go for here today? Yeah, uh, Kumar to win set one against Van der Zanskop. That's a 3.8 chance um, with Bet Rivers. And the other one was tiebreak played at minus 102, 1.98 in Fees against Nakashima. And there you go. They are the two bets for us today. And remember, all these matches are today. So it's just Tuesday. Usually we do them a day in advance. They're actually today. So major the Bet Rivers website and get those bets on nice and early. I forgot the rhyme. I've already, I've, already, I've already forgot the rhyme. I told you to write it down, didn't I? Lyrical, the lyrical <laughs> genius. I forgot, I forgot it already. Anyway, um, we've got a question for you, Sean. Um, okay. It's from uh, it's on YouTube, one of our YouTube subscribers. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, it is Betting Weekly Studios at Because We Win. Uh, at Elbury3443 has a question. He says, do you approach totals differently going into a Grand Slam from best of... T- from, from t- from best of three sets to best of five sets, do you have a, you know do you have a different approach to your your betting when you see totals go from best of three sets to best of five sets? I don't tend to do totals in in best of five. Um, the reason for that is I've been burnt over the years by 
by backing a, a match that I think is going to be close. And I've gone sort of over 36 and a half, over 37 and a half uh, total games. And what, you know, a couple of the sets have ended up like 6 1, 6 3. And it's gone to a sort of longish four, which is what you thought it was going to be. And you've ended up under the totals. So that, that does aggravate me. I, I tend to go more on the um on the set handicap in in majors one of the tactics that i've used you know pretty successfully over the years in in majors it's, it's a market that bet rivers do offer is is the is the plus plus sets so if you're if you think your guy's gonna he's got a reasonable chance of winning but he is the underdog you know the chances are he might end up losing in five then you can take the plus two and a half sets or the plus one and a half sets whatever the odds are i tend to go for that because it, it it's it's difficult in majors when it's best of five in hot conditions as well. I don't know what the weather's going to be like this US, but um, it's normally pretty hot and humid there. And you can get players kind of tapping out of sets and they're dropping them six two and six one, and that that is aggravating. If you if you've mm. called a match, you you feel like it's gone the way that you you thought it was going to go, but you've you've lost the totals by one game or two games. That that tends to be quite annoying. So I tend to. Focus more on the set handicaps on in majors. That happens an awful lot at the French Open as well, doesn't it? A lot of people tank the final set, six love, six one, the way that they play. And obviously, the conditions are a lot slower. But at yeah. Wimbledon, with the overs, you tend to the overs comes in more because it's, it's a lot quicker than the other surfaces. So, hopefully, that answers your question. Sean doesn't play the uh, Salt Games in best of five. He goes for the not often, the, occasionally, yeah, but not occasionally. often. Over three and a half sets, which is probably the better play to cover you on that reasons there from Sean. Uh, one thing you said there, Sean, it says the things that aggravate you. I think that's a new section of the show. Things <laughs> that aggravate Sean. This week, what's the one thing that's aggravated you? Is there is something non-tennis related? He must have been aggravated. Well, non-tennis there been, related. There must have been someone down the beach. There must have been a workman in the room. There was a few people down on the beach, actually, that were, yeah. that were annoying. So the beach that we have is, is right next to the train station. And you, you can sort of People can sort of come in, get off at the train station, you know, get drinking and stuff, and then cause a lot of aggravation, and then just hop on the train and, and sort of disappear. That that that's annoying. But um I mean obviously it's the school holidays as well. Oh, that's, so annoying. This, this, that's annoying. The, that's annoying. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think we've got time in the show for me to, to go on about all the things that aggravate me at the minute. I no. thought well, I, I know that the, the Lionesses got beat in the World Cup final, which was uh, I know you'd be very you would be one of the only Englishmen very happy about that because you wouldn't have to endure sweet Caroline again. I, I, I do think why, would they, why would they play that? Well, they that's their anthem, they play it is every it? time, yeah, yeah. Oh, so if they'd won it, it might have even been in the charts, it might have gone in the hit parade, they might have done their what? own version of it. Why is that their own anthem? I don't get they've, 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 they've taken it on, and it's sweet Caroline is the, the lioness's anthem, so is it really? Yeah, that would have, that would have aggravated you if that, but in that case, that. yeah, I'm yes. very, very pleased that they didn't win in that case, yeah, <laughs> that would have aggravated you. <laughs> uh, remember, there's four ways to follow us here on Betty Weekly Game Bit Match. You can download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bit Match, on your preferred podcast provider. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, there's gonna be some brilliant content on there. The Champions League final qualification is this evening, there's some uh, picks on there, and some great show on that. Also, the Premier League at the weekend, and all the action across. Europe and the tennis, the US Open is really going to be busy here. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Betting Weekly Studios at Because We Win, and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Because We Win. Um, myself and Sean will be in New York next week. We'll be giving you all the coverage from courtside, the best bets, any news we hear. And also, we'll Sean will give us a little guiding tour, and he'll be showing you the routes, the bus routes. You must be, you, you must you get the bus routes from Queens. You can walk it. You'll be walking it when you surely. It's about a th- 35-minute walk from my hotel, or I could just go to Flushing Main Street. I'll probably just take a 15-minute walk to Flushing Main Street and then get one stop out to Willits Point and then walk it from there, because I do like a bit of public transport, as you know, so I'll probably do that. 
That's why. If that's nothing to me, that is what you want to subscribe to. If that's worth. That's well, worth watching me wandering about Queens in, in public yeah, transport. That, yeah, that's great. That is fabulous that is, content. This. That is that is the content we've come here for. Uh, Sean, have a great day, my friend. I'll speak you. to you tomorrow. The action really does hot up. There's loads of stuff coming here on because we win, and the Betting Weekly Studios. Take care, everyone, and good luck with your bets today.